same old trouble villains always knocking at the door pretty pictures on the page but nothing ever stays the same thank you vandello and welcome once again to graphically novel my name is josh wasta hey okay hey fallout fury and with me as always is my hitman that comes to save the day jen he's doing it again i know the it's okay the partner that i don't want to have killed wait wait, what (laughs) it's fair (laughs) so so confused (laughs) hopefully the lady that's gonna save me this season miss jennifer howland You're so mean to me. You're so mean to me. That's all I heard for three seasons. I'm finally nice to you, and you're like the part. Yeah, I did. This is so much worse. I'm here for you, Ben. I'm here for you. And uh, I actually get the distinct pleasure of introducing our guests, and I am very pleased to introduce one of my dear friends, Rebecca Doyle. Becky, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for the lovely invitation. It's always a pleasure to be in your company. Oh, thank you. So this this season, we do some a little different every season and in, in, in addition to being very nice to bear uh the the thing that Which we did this weird. season is we chose who our guests would be instead of just kind of putting out the invitation saying hey everybody this is what we're doing and, and get a hold of us if you're interested we kind of col- uh, went through and, and looked at all of our friends that we wanted to have on the show and handpicked them and jen you handpicked becky i did uh, what for what reason? For the kitchen, by the way, is yes, what we will the be kitchen. doing today. I picked Becky one because I really wanted Becky on the show, whatever episode it was going to be. But I really felt like the kitchen was one of those sisters are doing it for themselves, you know, movie and uh, graphic novel. And I know my friend Becky, and I know she is a strong, independent woman that don't need no man. <laughs> well, there's one thing nice. need a man for. That's true. <laughs> to get the jar on her. the top shelf. Right. Uh, yeah, well, I'm pretty tall, but yeah, I, I see your point. <laughs> so that is why I chose Becky. I also know that she has very insightful things to say. No pressure. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I've thought about this for at least 24 hours. So it's gonna, at least, you don't <laughs> want more than that because then I start building time pieces and we time travel and it's very, it's longer than you probably want for your show. So <laughs> It becomes the new uh, the new miniseries of The Stand. There we go. Where they do all the flashbacks. <laughs> not a fan. Yeah, I'm a Star Trek fan. So yeah, flashbacks and time travel. I'm all about that. You got a slingshot around the sun. Yeah. <laughs> it happened. Yeah. Ooh, do I get to be Q? Everybody Whatever wants want. to be down. <laughs> so Becky, uh, first time on the show. So give us a little overview. What is your history with uh, comic books? Well, my, uh, you know, now that you've asked, I have to tell you, um, I was a big, you know, Archie's fan when I was a little kid. Yay! Uh, and then back, gosh, I went to California for a trip and I went to a comic book store because the guy I went on the trip with uh, was a comic book fan. And I bought a three part graphic novel called Kid Eternity. And I really loved it because the front covers were like one face when you put them all 
together. So I loved that. And I had that for a long time. And then I just didn't do that anymore because I ended up getting married and having children and your life ends when that happens for a <laughs> time. Um, so that is about, that's been a very short history of comics. Although I do have many friends who are very into comics and graphic novels. I just never felt very comfortable with that genre of media because um, I'm an avid reader and I like to create the pictures in my head. And when I have to get the story from a picture, I'm not quite so eager to engage that way. Um, I don't mind movies so much for that. I'm, I'm a big snob on acting and pictures. Like I love the movie Heathers, but that's because I'm a creepy kind of person. Um, <laughs> no. So, so that's, that's my background about comics and media of that sort. So I'm definitely going to give you the um, average person, not a comic nerd's point of view. And I also watched the movie as well. And I have uh, some opinions about how women are represented in both of these, these uh, stories. Awesome. So before we uh, get in, I'm really interested in this opinion and that it was something that I did want to talk about. Which do you feel represented women better well I they're both problematic in their own way no yeah right I, I liked the little bit that they did in the movie of her trying to get a job and being told she can't because she's a mother um that was still going on in the 80s actually when I started working um which is only like six or seven years after this well yeah I guess yeah uh, let me I'm trying to think it the um, but anyway, you basically the only time you could get off work is if you said you had a kid that was homesick. That's the only way you could get a day off if you were working like a, a job that didn't have traditional hours, like if you were a waitress or bartender or whatever. That was the only way you could get off work is if you said you had a kid that was sick. Um, it, you know, and you know, my mom and I've talked about this. She said, you know how you had no idea how hard it was when I was raising you by myself after my divorce because I wasn't allowed to have a credit card because my either my father or my husband had a sign for it. Um, you couldn't rent an apartment without things. You had, you know, just a lot of things women were not allowed. I mean, you you had to wear dresses to work if you worked in an office. You couldn't even wear a pantsuit. And if you did have a pantsuit, it had to have a skirt over it. And then when you got to work, you would take your pants off and wear your skirt. I mean, it was, there were a lot of things that women were held to um, that men were not. So my, my issue with this story specifically is that women decided to be like men and the whole thing with having a set of balls it's just like you know what you didn't have to go there you could have played the woman card and say man a man could never give birth they would never go through it more than once you know um so i don't know i have and the fact and i don't want to be a a bitch about this but the fact that the story the story was written by a man three men yeah yeah kind of makes it suspect it's like their fantasy of how women really are or want to be like penis envy crap i don't i'm not buying it (laughs) no and and yeah it's funny that you brought up especially women in business and things like that jen and i uh very early in our relationship um kind of had a knockdown drag out fight over high heels um I was in an office environment and uh, 
I came home and I was just like, it's the weirdest thing. And I'm like, keep in mind, I'm 11 years younger than Jen is. So I was born in 79. Like the 90s were my my growing up. And then the after 2000 was really my my 20. Um, but I came home and I was like, why do women wear high heels anymore? Because the entire point of high heels is to like accentuate your ass. Like that is what, you know, when you're wearing them, that is what it does to to the body. And it's not, they're not comfortable so in an in an office environment isn't that just asking for harassment isn't that just and uh we got into it like pretty heavy um because again i i didn't understand the history and i didn't understand what was expected and how that's kind of a throwback today i mean if a woman wants to look that way it's their choice but it doesn't mean that everybody that, that it's an open invitation um but again you know it was it was the way that my mind works it was very much an x does y which why isn't supposed to be in this rigid system so why are we yeah because men didn't have the dress code standards right. that women did when i started working in chicago in an office not only was it was i required to wear a dress or a skirt i had to have tights on or nylons on i couldn't have bare legs that's true and the only time that we were allowed to have bare legs is if we had open toe shoes and we better have had a pedicure Mm -hmm. Um, I remember getting called into a manager's office being called to the carpet because I wasn't wearing makeup and I was working at a dental office. And I said, when you make the male members of our team wear makeup, I might consider putting some lipstick on. That's completely unfair. And the next time that you actually give me a compliment on the way that I look, I am going to file for harassment because it's inappropriate. And the manager was female and she had to work really hard to get to where she was. And she even changed her name on her business card from Elsie, because her name was Elsie, E-L-S-I-E, to L-C. So nobody would know she was a man. I wasn't a man because she wanted respect. Now we're talking the uh, 1999. You know, it's not, it's 20 years ago, you know, 20 years ago, you know. Which is strange because 1980 was also 20 years. Right? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Right? When I was a freshman in high school, right on. Right on. So, and, and, you know, we kind of get tunnel vision about, oh gosh, yeah, it was like that back then. And we can't have the same standards. Like if you watch an old TV show, but we need to get back to the kitchen, I guess. We're talking. (laughs) (laughs) No, and and, yeah, this is kind of what we do on the show is we kind of, we're talking about the kitchen, but we're also talking about the culture that surrounds it. Right. And we're talking about basically whatever comes to mind. I mean, I, I've been having conversations with people about, well, Jen and I have been watching um, on HBO, they have the history of comedy, which is amazing. It is an amazing miniseries that CNN put together. Um, and they just did their episode on um, on people of color and their representation in, in comedy. Obviously, they did like a section on, on Jewish comedians, a section on Indian Pakistani comedians, and then they did the history basically of, of black comedians coming up. And there was a good section for Bill Cosby. How do you not include Bill Cosby in that? And, but every time I grew up on Bill Cosby tapes and, and whatever else, and every time I see it now, I'm like, oh man, bummer. But I don't do the same thing with Blazing Saddles, which arguably is so like the, the things that are approached in that are yeah. so much more so problematic. much worse. <laughs> like, you know, you couldn't mm-hmm. do it today. So something like The Kitchen that was put in that time period, but written more recently, doesn't get as much as a, of a pass as like Blazing Saddles does, because Blazing Saddles was obviously a, a movie of its generation. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
I guess uh, you had mentioned uh, the female representation in the movie. How, what did you feel about the graphic novel getting into it, especially being somebody that doesn't read graphic novels that often? Sure. Um, I as as story goes, I think the story was better in the graphic novel than it was in the movie. Absolutely. Um, although the graphic novel is completely more violent. Um, I think they tell the story of the woman who's beat by her husband better in the movie than they do in the graphic novel. Um, the transitions in both are very uh, crappy. They're yeah. the transition from, oh, I'm just a mom and I'm a housewife to I'm a fucking killer and I'm gonna shoot you in your head. It's like, it's like a, a, a there's no thought process. There's no consideration. And the fact that in the movie they make Kathy's father this nice guy who's totally not into it and then the trans and then Kathy in the novel her father is a, is a made guy and is a jag off and totally ruins their family with his mob stuff and that speaks to why his sister or her sister does the flip I mean these are completely different stories with the same mm -hmm. name and kind of the same theme so I'm telling you the movie certainly would not influence me to read the graphic novel the graphic novel may if I liked it would have piqued my interest to watch the movie and then I would have been this is crap and turn it off which I actually did I didn't I couldn't finish watching the whole movie <laughs> and I was sitting there watching it with my mom because you know she was in her 20s in the 70s so and 30s so she you know that was how she was a mom in 1977 my sister was born so that would have been and, she, and she's like yes that was true the rest of it is crap there's too much overacting in the movie um like little Jackie or whatever his name was in the movie, he was a horrible actor. I was very disappointed and how cookie cutter these people were. She goes, this, I, she goes, there's probably better college uh, made movies than what this was. <laughs> so um, she had no problem with turning it off, even though it was like 10 minutes before the big reveal of all the things that happened. And I'm like, mom, this is what happens. Even if, and, it, and even if, and if it doesn't happen, then this movie definitely is crap compared to what I read in the graphic novel. So, so I'll tell you at the at the end of the movie. You said you uh, weren't gonna say the end of the movie. The no, movie the end of the, the movie the is fine. Novel. You can spoil the movie all day. It's the graphic okay. novel. Yeah. Uh so yeah, but yes, the end of the movie actually uh, Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish, who in the graphic novel, it, it, it's a it's a completely different character. She's yeah, actually right. named Raven in the graphic novel, and she's the sister to okay. Kathy, which right. is a much more interesting story. But you can tell that they obviously had to get any diversity at all right. about an and Irish yet, mob in the 1970s. They still made the black woman the bad guy. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Like out of all of that, we got to get some diversity yeah. in here, but we're gonna stick with the same tropes. But anyway, at the at the end, her and her and Kathy uh, make amends and are running the gang together. Well, they only make amends because Kathy. They make a deal. They don't. They, make yeah, amends. they don't make amends. They make a deal because yeah. because Ruby's all set up to kill Kathy, right? Yeah. And Kathy walks in with a mob of people. It's like, no, I knew you were gonna do this. So yeah. if you want to, if you want to go right now, we can do this. But it's gonna turn into a bloodbath in here. And so she doesn't. Either one of us is gonna walk away, right? No. no. Okay. So they both live at the end and continue to run house kitchen together. Yeah. So I, I'm so glad I turned it off. There are a couple of things that I think the movie did better. Um, 
kind of speaking to those transitions, Becky, that you were talking about, like, yeah. um, uh, what Claire. was, uh, yeah, Claire's character, Elizabeth Moss, Moss character, well, they a- do a better job of explaining how she turns into the hitter. Yeah, definitely. In the movie, yeah. as opposed, because in the in the in the graphic novel, it's just like all of a sudden she's just killing people. Yeah, <laughs> right. And yeah, it, it it is the entire trajectory of who is killing who and who is involved in killing. Right. Um, is different, very different in the graphic novel. The graphic novel spoke. I I enjoyed it way more. And the reason yes. I did is I am a fan of organized crime movies, and just that genre is really fascinating to me. I don't know if in a past life, like as a gangster or something, but that's my mom talking. Uh, <laughs> but it's uh, I think in a past life, your mom was a gangster. Probably my mom is a gangster in this life. <laughs> You had to set him up. Right. <laughs> Carmen. That's right. Carmen straight beats <laughs> uh, the the graphic novel of the kitchen reminded me it was not nearly as good, but it reminded me of the um, a lot of its beats, a lot of the the flow reminded me of The Departed. Um, I, again, I won't say anything is as good as The Departed because The Departed was a great movie. Yes, absolutely. Um, one of my favorites. And in fact, I've even one of the very few Korean movies that I've ever watched. I've watched Infernal Affairs, which was the movie that Scorsese based The Departed off of. And it's even better. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I'll have to watch that. But yeah, organized crime is, is big in my wheelhouse. I really like 1920s era gangster stuff. I really like period, like especially 60s, 70s gangster stuff when you start talking about the intersections between entertainment and organized crime. So you get into like the Rat Pack and how they were in Vegas and everything that they did was basically watched and protected by the mob. And they were very careful not to step out of that. Anyway, I enjoy that genre. I feel the graphic novel did it much better. Um, the the movie, I, I would say the transitions to me, the the word that I came up with was jarring. It just was like, and we're doing what now? Yeah. Well, and I I, th- I felt like in the graphic novel, the way that the women got involved in, you know, the, the business um, made more sense than in the movie. In the movie, it's like, oh, they won't help us. We don't have they any money. They won't give us money. They won't give yeah. us money. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's the other thing. In the graphic novel, this is not much of a spoiler. Uh, Jackie, the, the person that's taken over the family business, is not nearly like an element at all like they talk about him he's not even on panel i think until the end of the graphic novel because they basically say he's jagoff he's not going to do anything and they they go into business for themselves they're like boom let's do it right but didn't you think it was interesting that no one interfered with them doing that i think that was to reinforce the point that jackie couldn't run because it's not a full like irish mob organization in the graphic novel Mm -hmm. like it is in the movie it's It's a a small gang yeah uh, and then I don't know if maybe in the movie they thought people wouldn't understand that there were like six person gangs that had a 10 block neighborhood that were their own organization in the 70s because everybody has this fascination with the like neighborhoods cut up into mobs. Yeah, the greater mob as a yeah. whole or, you know, there's all these different factions. Becky, I've got I've got. A face that tells me that you have something. On yeah, this. I've got like five things going on in my head. Number one, when it comes to movies of a similar take, like Melissa McCarthy is known as a comedian. You know, Adam Sandler with Uncut Gems was a much mm-hmm. better movie. I loved that movie because I think that comedians can bring the depth of 
pain that just a regular actor could not. Robin Williams in one hour photo. Right. Why my mom and I were talking about that just today. Okay. So, um, or even Jim Carrey with the Truman show, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's just, or, or who's the other one, the guy who played Batman. Um, anyway, so there's, there's, there's ways into there that just wasn't accessed with this movie. I don't want to even want to talk about the movie because I just feel like I was, I'll never get that hour and a half back. (laughs) You know, it does. It has five and a half stars on imdb it needs to really have, yeah. it, it has like a 37 percent on out of oh 10. out of 10 okay i was yeah. like wait a minute no that can't be right yeah. yeah yeah it had to have been either way worse or way better to have made it worth my time um but uh, the novel you know for somebody who doesn't do graphic novels um it took me a while to learn how to read it um I also was looking at it digitally. I didn't have a physical book and I'm kind of a book person. Um, so that was a little bit of a learning curve. And I found it disjointed. Um, and it's like, what is it trying to show me now? What is it trying to show me now? What am I trying to see now? What am I trying to get out of this? And because there were so many characters, it was hard. And the art wasn't very, uh, I wasn't, I'm not used to reading art. I, I wasn't good in, uh, at distinguishing, okay, now what character is this? Which guy is this? Because the guys were all kind of bat and gross and 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 they uh, all looked very similar the men right. looked very similar in, right in so the, it was different. ridiculously so yeah and yeah. i think that that was i think that was intentional you but, know the women okay. were very different you know you knew who the women were that the main characters were sure because it was uh charlie's angels <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of that's kind of hard to do with storytelling, especially if you're trying to um, tell the individual stories of these women and how these men they feel about these men. Um, so, and I kind of didn't get some of the endings and uh, of vignettes, and I'm like, is this going to carry on to the next one? Do I have to care? Um, so, I guess I, I really is this is exactly why this is not a genre that holds my interest. Um, I. I Maybe, and I really don't want to spend the time to find something in the genre that speaks to me. Right. You know, I can understand that. Yeah. Um, I, I would, uh, I would recommend if you are more of a, uh, an audio person, listen to our podcast. See if there's <laughs> something that anything likes your curiosity. Yeah. Especially if there's people on there that I know, like Jr. Dan Schaefer. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Oh, Jr.'s Jr.'s whole thing with Lock and Key. Uh, we also had a Stephen King podcast um, called um, the Dairy. Dairy Dairy Public Radio that was on uh, all in the same episode. So we had a wealth of knowledge about Stephen King and about uh, just the history of Lock and Key and Joe Hill and everything else. And it was it was a it was a really good episode. Um, but when it comes to things like the kitchen, um, you don't have to worry if it's setting up the other one. This is a one and done. This is an all inclusive story just in one graphic novel. There oh, are no thank other. God. I was going to feel bad about going, no, I don't want to keep reading. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, there, there's a different kind of question that I, that I have at the end of this because uh, much like a lot of other graphic novels that we've done, um, this was a one and done. This is not something that continued afterwards. Um, and it's also a DC Vertigo type. Title, which a lot of the 
Vertigo titles are just kind of one and done, or at least they have their plan of it will only go X number of issues and then we're done. But for being a Vertigo title, for all the other Vertigo stuff that we've done, this is really at kind of the bottom of the list. Like, I don't know anything else that we've done that was Vertigo that wasn't better than this. I can't think of that much that we've done that was Vertigo. I've done like two or three. Probably. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I it, it scores higher with me just because I like, again, I like that that kind of story. I like sure. 1970s mob organized movies. mob, you know. Did, did you know that Ollie Masters, these are artists, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's Ollie, just Ollie Masters. Ollie Masters was the writer. Ollie Masters also wrote Sons of Anarchy. That is making a lot of yes, sense Yes, that me. does. That makes a lot yeah. more sense now. Um, Yeah, he, he wrote uh, Sons of Anarchy. And the movie, The Kitchen, was the screenplay was written and directed by a woman. Interesting. That also makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. Especially with, like, with Sons of Anarchy, because that was... I that was one of those shows that I really enjoyed initially and the more I watched the more I was like no no what are you doing why 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 are you no stop yeah and it's, then, it's why I can't get Jen to watch it because she won't watch things in which people are making bad decisions like uh, and telegraphing how, and telegraphing how, how, how much they're going to yeah. do this really bad decision <laughs> you're, you're just you're watching this slow downward spiral of just a large group of people making poor decisions in their lives and unfortunately I watched that one through the end i didn't do that with breaking bad breaking bad pissed me off about a season or two in and then i'm like nope we're done <laughs> becky any any examples of similar <laughs> do you also have issues with bad decisions in media uh i do actually um i was a big johnny depp fan for a while and he got involved in some comic book thing and i ordered it and i got it and i'm trying to remember i'm thinking it was the gunslinger but then it wasn't the gunslinger it was or maybe it was, but it was about instead of, um, it was like Excalibur, but as uh, cowboys. So instead of a sword, you had a gun. And I thought it was a really great idea, but then it sucked and it was still a comic book and I didn't like it. So then I ended up selling them the half price book. So that was a bad decision on my part. Um, I really, I really think that maybe I'll, I'll, I'll get some Neil Gaiman graphic novel stuff because, you know, I really like his stories and I like the way he writes and what he thinks. Um, I did buy some stuff from Warren Ellis as well. You know, now that I'm thinking about, I have tried. I've tried, right. um, but it's just never hooked me. I mean, if you want something with lots of text, you could always read from hell. Oh my God. That's Alan Moore. And yeah, it is It is very text heavy. Or you could try some Warren Ellis. Right. Or you could try some Warren Ellis. I, You'd probably be a lot happier every, with it. Every year I try to sit down. He did a series called Transmetropolitan. And the idea of the series is if you go 50 years in the future um, and you basically have Hunter S. Thompson as journalist <laughs> in the future. Yeah, it is. It's it's really good. Right now it's really difficult to read because it is. Uh, he is a political journalist. Sure. Um, and so he, when the comic starts, he has been in isolation for five years because he got too popular and he could handle it. So he ran off to the mountains because he uh, in the previous um, election had dubbed the who would become the president the beast. And uh, it's this whole thing. You know, it it's, it has a great amount of Warren Ellis humor. Um, it's it's one it's what brought me to to the dance with, with Warren Ellis. Um, mm -hmm. It's hard to read right now, but if you can get past, you know, if you use it as an escapism, I'd, I'd highly recommend it. Um, and then Neil Gaiman. I mean, if you don't want to jump fully into this whole Sandman thing, uh -huh. you can 
kind of dip your toe with death. Uh, it's called Death, the Cost of Living. And it is high cost of living. High cost of living. And the idea is that once every hundred years, death becomes mortal for one day to know what it feels like. And uh, that graphic novel is is her. She had, there's two different death ones, but that's the that's the big starting one. So it's um, like Q. Yes, <laughs> it, is, it is a lot like Q, but le- she is way less of a dick than Q is. <laughs> They're not doing um, omnipotent right then. Yeah. <laughs> um, she is death because, okay, the, the whole idea of the Sandman universe is all of these concepts have a personified. Death is the most compassionate of all of them mm. because she is the closest to you, mm. you know. Um, except for Destruction, who actually at one point just quits because he's like, no, the humans are, they're they are out of their fucking minds and I'm out, I'm just out. They don't need me. <laughs> they put it up on their own. Right, mm-hmm. right. So, but anyway, that's, that's uh, now that we've delved into, if you want to get into comics and you are not a comic book uh, uh, person, those are the recommendations that, that I'd put out. Um, but yeah, the... I, I don't know how much more we have to say about the kitchen. I mean, I had I, I had a kind of a love hate relationship with it myself when I was reading it because I was I was a six pack in and you know alcohol soaked brain bear went yeah action yeah violence yeah kill some people yeah chicks are kicking ass yeah and then I get to the end of it I'm just like how how did this was this any different if they had just gender swapped everybody like right it, it like there was nothing like you know by the time I got done I'm like yeah it was fun while it lasted and. And I'm not, I'm, yeah. you know, there's no it more didn't things. It feel anything. Yeah. I felt that way about, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, if they would have hammered home more about, you know, if you decide that you're going to be like the people that are oppressing you and you become the oppressor and you get to have the same experiences they have for good or bad. You know, if they would have hammered that story home, that might have been a little bit more worthwhile. Right. And then we maybe would have gotten to see like that moment at the end where they're like, you know, beating their own kid or something like that. And like, oh, wait. I just became the thing that I I hated. Like then there might've been like a redeeming moment, but no, we didn't get that. They also, yeah, on that note, not quite to that step, but they didn't get into what being in that violent world does to you. Right. Because especially in the movie, especially in the movie, they were still like, oh, but I'm still a mom and I go home and I take care of my kid. But when I'm over here, I'm hitting somebody with the butt of my gun. And I'm like, you know, it's, 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 you know what, Becky, I think it to go all the way back, I think it's putting on the balls and taking off the Yes. It's kind of what they were trying to, yeah. to portray. Yeah. 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 It just, it really, it was in the movie, especially it was like mental whiplash, like seeing them go from one to the other. Well, and I can always tell, okay, so we watched the movie and I was okay with the movie because again, if nothing else, it's an organized crime movie. Right. right? I, I, okay, cool. It's, it's popcorn. It's bubble gum for my brain, whatever. But the three of us watched it together. And when it was done, normally we at least are like, okay, here's a couple save it for the podcast especially if it really hit us mm. we're like oh i want to say so much but we'll wait till the podcast i think there was like 30 seconds of silence that what are really? like what are we watching Watch next, next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. it's true i mean the 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 only thing that i really that i I found attractive in the movie was the Elizabeth Moss um, hitman kind of training romance thing because it reminded me a lot of a David Lynch movie. (laughs) Yes. Well, there was that. They they tried a little bit 
with Melissa McCarthy to get that back and forth between I'm a gangster, but I want to, you know, I've got these kids that I got to take care of when when her daughter got snatched. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, you're you're almost there. Yeah. You're almost there. You're not really... You're not really doing it right. Okay, well, what are we watching next? I thought, uh, so not to spoil much from the graphic novel, because I still would recommend it evil, but yes. in the movie, they took two specific relationships, not necessarily romantic relationships. One is romantic. One is a mentor-mentee relationship. And they combined them in the movie. Yeah. yeah. And I, they would have been much better left apart because for one of them, for the one that is a romantic, they there's a choice that is made throughout that. And at the end of that choice it means something yeah you know and the mentor mentee actually at what point you know is is called out and is like no she's like a sister like yeah yeah it's yeah. not it's no, not this is absolutely and not it a went out of its way to yeah. point out that it's not a romantic right. relationship in the movie combining them muddled them and made them both not yet yeah. worth it not and worth was it yeah. the romance between raven and the mob guy yes so it was even they even sw- swapped characters on who the romance yeah. Yeah. right yeah. it was yeah. it was character progression for two different characters in yeah. the, in the graphic graphic novel and in the movie they, they just dumped it all on it, yeah. elizabeth moss again leaving tiffany haddish with nothing yeah right yeah. i mean elizabeth moss is excellent and she definitely was great i think that they didn't want to give up melissa mccarthy's uh genuine likability um so with her being quote unquote the face mm-hmm. that worked really well um but they needed to give a i, I really didn't understand the storyline they wrote in for uh ruby I didn't understand right. what was going on there because all you had was that one conversation in the movie with her mother and her across the kitchen table about the money. And I, I beat the soft heart out of you or whatever that scene was. Um, it yeah. just, it, because you didn't really get a chance to know her beforehand. Whereas the other people, you could really see what happened. You didn't know who Ruby was before her husband went to jail. Right. right. Well, and I, I feel like you're very spot on there because I feel like they're like, okay, we need some diversity in this. And that's great. Cause then we can use that. Like we can use that whole like biracial in the seventies couple story. Right. But it was shoehorned. And yeah. And it was, it was out. not done well. It was, yeah, it was, I, I just, I mean, I see. It was lazy. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was Absolutely. very lazy. It was lazy. It yeah, could have because... been a lot better. Right. Because, okay, first of all, if you're talking about, if you're going to increase it from a gang to the Irish mob in the night 70s, do you think anyone, even the the son of one of the bosses, isn't going to suddenly have, before the wedding can happen, that lady ends up in a trunk somewhere? Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, you're not being realistic until you tell me, like, she was smart enough to have something on them. Or she she had the capability, or even he helped her. He gave her some information, or he was blackmailing his family. Something yeah. because yeah. it's obvious the family did not like her. It's obvious the family did not want her in the family. And if you're the Irish mob in the 1970s, especially at the level that you're portraying in this movie, she isn't. She right. isn't part. Of your She's family. not just accidentally there because your yeah. son decided to, you know, marry a black woman. That's that doesn't happen. Like they would just beat the hell out of him and off her. Right. Well, the other thing that no, if they don't want it. Right. And the thing, the other thing that I thought was completely 
Like you want this storyline in here, but the mother-in-law was the only one who didn't accept her. Like everyone else was like, okay, fine, here, this is, you know, and the women were like, okay, wh- how are we going to work together? It's like none of those people Just had any prejudice. None of, of them yeah. were racist. Right. They're all, it's Irish mob. Yeah, They're right. jagoffs, <laughs> you know, <but laughs> in this movie, you know, they're stereotypically, I, I don't know. I didn't get, I didn't get that. Another thing about them, about the Irish mob, not one of them had an Irish style. Not one. There was not one Irish dialect. Uh, they didn't even try at a crappy yeah. Irish <laughs> accent even, or anything. Yeah. You're not even getting a half-assed Jack Nicholson from The Departed, right? <laughs> <laughs> Again, love that movie, but that accent. What are you doing, Jack? It's like he's almost there, and he's like, fuck it, I'm Jack Nicholson. You can take it or leave it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Didn't Kevin Costner do a bad one in Robin Hood too, or something like that? Oh, that was yeah. a bad English accent. That was yeah. really bad. That was that real was really bad. bad. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, uh, you know almost... what I would really like to see is a female version of like some badass, you know, Irish guys. That's what I did not get. Right. right. I don't right. care what time period you put it in or what reason they're doing it. I want to see some badass badass Irish chicks kicking some fucking ass. That's what I want. That's what I want. That sounds like a great movie. Let's do it. Let's see that movie. (laughs) Well, it was Scottish and it was called Brave. There you go. Again with the cartoons. I'm sure I've, I haven't seen that yet, so I'm sure I have something to say about it, and I'll have to watch it. And talk it was it was actually very very well done. Brave was was very well. It's done. a Disney movie. It is it is a Disney movie, but it's also the like you have to marry one of these people. And she's like, really? So you're having a contest to see who has to marry me? I'm gonna enter that contest, and if I win, I don't have I don't, to marry anybody. Yeah, Go it's, fuck yourself. It's <laughs> the, the story of Atalanta from Free to Be You and Me. Yes. <laughs> All right, anything else to say on the kitchen? Nope. Okay. <laughs> they should have stayed in the kitchen. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> you know what would have made she it really good? She can say that because she's a woman. Yeah. What, what would have made it really good if Daredevil were there? Daredevil. Oh, there you go. <laughs> No, 1970s. So, I'd, I'd yeah. rather have Spawn. Uh, well, she hasn't. Okay. She, we have not done Spawn yet. <laughs> Spawn is also we'll, we'll get there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Becky, I think you answered this a little earlier, but um, reading this graphic novel has it encouraged you to read more graphic novels or getting out? Not specifically this one. It. I want to like it. I think that that's just my own brain wanting to connect with my friends on th- something they really enjoy, and that's the only reason I keep going back to it and trying to find something that sparks interest um but i can't i mean i i i it's like um everybody had seen firefly and they were saying shiny and i didn't get any of the references when when that was happening and i didn't get to watch firefly for at least a decade and then when when i watched it i'm like this kick ass and then i started to be like shiny and and you know and um that's uh that's waiting on a train that don't come and you know Captain <laughs> Captain is something you know stuff like that and um so i, I really can stand want to hear some more what <laughs> i could stand to hear some more right? <laughs> right exactly so that's why i keep going back to it and and so i'm gonna take your um recommendations to heart and i will listen to your podcast now that i know <laughs> that and it's lovely i think i think since it is uh, tis the season while we were recording this i think you may just have a copy of death the high cost of living show up here 
house. <laughs> it was nice to receive the actual, um, they, but it only was like the first episode of the physical book. Yeah, sorry. That was my bad. No, and I couldn't, I couldn't, no, it wasn't your bad. I didn't really see it for an offer, to be honest with you, like the mm -hmm. full thing. Um, so I got the digital copy. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. Um, because I'm trying to slim down my belongings anyway. So everything's going digital, to be honest mm -hmm. with you. Yeah. We recently did that too. We, uh, we were both book hogs in a, in a big, bad way, but we found recently that Jen and I both really like digital copy. And so we went through all of our books and we're looking at basically one by one one is it available digitally can i get it easy if i want to read it and if that was the case half price books bought right and on. we did four trips and it ended up being like 350 dollars like we're yeah. sweet jesus yeah. <laughs> i guess i can't talk because i have i have probably right now sitting for half price books and video games etc and everything else like i have a box of movies i have i have uh, a box a completely separate box of video games I have, and I haven't even gotten around to books yet. I probably have two or three boxes of books that I'm going to be doing the same thing with. Yeah. See, and that was that was Bear's impetus on movies that got us into the digital world. Yeah, because I, I just, everything. I got sick of moving my entire DVD collection and I was just like, you know what? I've got a Voodoo account and I can put most of these movies into my Voodoo account for like two bucks a title. Guess what? We're going to do this. I'm, I'm sick of moving these around. Yep. Okay, so the question for this panel is, um, has this made you interested in Ali Masters as a, as a writer? This is the first time we've run into him. Obviously, as Jen mentioned, he wrote, uh, wrote Sons of Anarchy. Um, I, I have not looked into if he does any other comic or has done any other comics, but if he one has. pops up. He has. If, I have you know, a list. Are, are you interested? <laughs> uh, no, not really. <laughs> Although he did do a run of comics featuring Wonder Woman hmm. called Sensation Comic. No, I'm more interested in right, somewhere. Oil. Somewhere, Cat just perked up and is just like, "Huh, what?" Yeah, <laughs> and is going to look this up and tell us if we need to even bother. Ming Doyle being the artist. Being the artist, there were several uh, images in this graphic novel that I thought were. It wasn't 70s as much. It reminded me so much of 80s, like kind of Nagel esque, you know. But there were a couple of panels that were um, alternate covers um, in the the collected graphic novel that I thought were really great and a lot of the art I like I like some of the a lot of the symbolism um so I'll be looking out for that artist definitely Fair. um yeah I it wasn't like I said I was a six-pack in when I started reading this um and it was it was an okay ride but I I don't know like it had to be a title that you know really kind of jumped out at me for me to establish that yeah. it could be like a yeah, therapy. like not knowing what the kitchen was, like I wouldn't have gone after this of my own, you know, if I had read something else of his. It was just like, I don't, I don't even know what that is. I'd probably have the idle curiosity, especially if it was on sale on like Comixology or something. If it was a new graphic novel by him for five bucks, I'd pick it up. You know, I'd add it to my to my tablet and probably not get to it for a couple of years, especially <laughs> if we're still doing this show. <laughs> I have a lot more homework. I mean, you know, like I said, it's, it's just one of those rides that kind of reminded me of like um, like a not quite so good Bad Boys. You know, one of those movies you put on in the background just for the you know explosions and the bangs and the yeah. you know like the cool one liners, except or didn't have any cool one-liners, yeah. right? It, it made me want to go and re-watch things that did it better. So now I have a hankering to watch like Miller's Crossing oh, or, yeah. or Goodfellas or The Departed yeah. or, 
you know, just something that did it better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was looking up um, things, you know, reviews about the movie and reviews about the graphic novel. The thing that kept coming up was Widows. Apparently, there's another movie that came out around the same time that was about three widows that did a bank heist. And it was much better done and the story was better told. So I think I might check that movie out and maybe you want to, too. I think I think we will. (laughs) Definitely, because I am interested in this premise. I think it had a lot of the movie, especially. Right. Right. But the movie still had a lot of potential. It's, it's the idea of three women who, for one reason or another, in in an era where, like we talked about, they weren't encouraged to take care of themselves. Somebody was supposed to take care of them because they were supposed to be taking care of the kid. You know, what do you do when you're put in that situation? And in this situation, it was they can't earn. Um, so they have to. So they mm-hmm. have to earn, you know. Um, interesting. It is very what's that? I'd like to close with a little bit of trivia from the movie. From the D? From the movie, yes. We're not <laughs> I'm ignoring you. Um, so when referring to a site for a planned convention center project, Alfonso Coretti mentions some millionaire's kid, a little shit for brains. The project would become the Javits Center and the millionaire's kid is Donald Trump. I was going to say, <laughs> I knew it as soon as they said I that. I know, I know. And I was just like, oh man, he's got his freaking whatever and everything. <laughs> oh. Ruined my escapism. Well, Becky, thank you so much for, for coming on the show. This has been a lot of fun. And I think we we talked a lot about a subject that, as we found out, we don't, you know, there wasn't a lot there to talk about. We're way more interesting than the stories were, to be honest. It's true. Well, we'll yep. see about having you back in season five. Maybe we can get you to, to fully watch <laughs> something and read another graphic novel for us. I absolutely enjoyed um, putting my brain in a new place. Um, learning makes my brain feel good. And I like when my brain feels good because a lot of times, you know, brains don't necessarily feel good so thank you for um for helping the squirrels <laughs> Absolutely. Um, keep that treadmill running <laughs> i want to see bear for a minute because i don't know if i know you, you i don't you do I not don't, yeah i don't think you've met bear there's bear, Hi, bear. <laughs> all right so all right well join us next time when we will be doing telstra going to be doing old guard but that got moved so hellstrom will be our next with uh mr justice stacy we will be finishing the show today or at least jen and i, I don't know how far bear is but yeah. uh <laughs> until next time take it away vendella Ever as it